Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Hala Hala podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. It's warm up. <laughs> it is warm up today, Jesse. And guess what? I set up a warm up called the Jesse Autocomplete Warm Up in homage for the lovely Wired <laughs> Autocomplete Warm Up. So now, listeners, I just shared a document with my Kuya Jesse, and he has eight questions which are redacted. So, very similar to those Google questions and like the most researched questions about famous stars, I set up eight questions, and Jesse's going to unhighlight them to figure out what questions he's going to answer. So, Without further ado, on the document in front of you, Kuya okay. Jazzy, yes, question yes. number one. Question number one. Okay, I have to just tell you, first of all, I'm really excited about this game, <laughs> about this warm-up, right? Okay, so I'm going to reveal it. Yeah. What is the origin of the name Jez? What is the origin of the name Jez? It's actually a short form of my actual name and my full name, but it's actually a piece of my dad. So it's the first half and homage to my dad, whose name is Jesus, so, or Jesus. But we tend to kind of, if you will, anglicize the S and make it more into a Z. That's the origin of my name, Jez. And listeners, if you have been following us and listening to us from the beginning, Jez and I do talk about name origin in one of our episodes. That's and right. We'll put it in the notes. I yes. thought it'd be a good throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that ready? is a good throwback. Yes. Okay. Ready. Question number two, Kuya. Go ahead. Okay. So how blank Jesse blanks is what, is what that <laughs> says. So how blank does Jesse blank, right? So I'm just going to unhighlight all of this. Give me a second. No problem. How many sisters does Jesse have? Do, 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 do. Two, Delois, right? Isa Delois. I have two sisters, Maria and Jessica. Hello, sisters. Keeping it real out there. You mentioned them so <laughs> many Scarberry times, but Ajax. I just wanted. There's so many. You mentioned them so many times. I was like, I wonder if the listeners know their names. And and you are the eldest, right? That's right. I'm the I'm the eldest, and I'm the eldest of the clan on one wow. side of the family. Yeah. So even when I go back to the Philippines, it's like I'm Kuya Kuya, and. Oh, this is the most interesting part. Yes. I don't actually hear my name that often when I'm around family because it's either Tito, Ninong, or Kuya. And <laughs> in fact, I rarely hear Tito because I'm practically Ninong to everybody. <laughs> to every little kid out there on my mom's side of the family. It's explained best by one of my nephews. So one of my nephews growing up, Rylan, had said mm -hmm. to my sister, Jessica, who's my youngest sister, Jessica had said, oh, Rylan, your Ninong's coming. And he said, you know, Ninong John, Ninong Ron, or Ninong Nino. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, it, it, just, it just kind of was coded with respect. Although I think Ninong John is older than me. But either way, that's kind of what some people think of my family. So I rarely hear my name. It's like Ninong, Tito, or Kuya. 
pretty I much love it. it. Yeah. I love it. Like OG. I feel like you should have like OG <laughs> tagged in at the end of that. I love it. Yes, needle, yes, needle. Yes. <laughs> Question number three. Go ahead. Okay. Why blank, Jesse, blank, 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 right? So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long blank. It's a long blank. Why does Jesse love the Honda CRV as his car of choice? Actually, it's my Toyota RAV4. Is my it's Toyota RAV4. I apologize. Go ahead. It is my Toyota RAV4 as my car of choice because it's peppy. It's got four-wheel drive. It can handle rough terrain and can be in the wilderness if need be, right? If need be. But it's slick and easy to maneuver. And it's got a really great turning circle. So, which means like you kind of need that when you're doing a lot of downtown driving. It's very reflected of me and who I am in my lifestyle. And is it not, like, I think it transported, like, a futon really well once. It, and you said it, it totally did. Me, I know, see, I knew. Go ahead. It totally me. did. It, it, it has transported a, a lot of things. So it is such a great, versatile sport vehicle. And I think RAV ends for recreation access vehicle. But it's had everything from, like, mini sofas, if I've taken everything out, mm-hmm. to futons, yeah. especially with all the different universities that I've ever been to and what I've had to kind of transport back and forth. It's been a lifesaver. And it's so funny because it is practically older than all my nieces and nephews, except for one. <laughs> You know, or two actually. And so it is quite incredible. And I've had it for 18 years, 18 years, and it's still oh running strong. Yeah. 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 I and love it. I love further it. autocomplete, yes. just in case it's not up there, is what name do I call my Toyota RAV4? Oh, tell us. Extapa. And I don't know why. I can't really tell you. <laughs> like, I, just, I just looked at him, I, you know, and, and I've gendered him, right? I've anthropomorphized my Toyota RAV4, and his name is Extapa. And so, and the funny part is, is everyone calls him Extapa. It's like, how's Extapa doing? Is my, that's what my dad says, right? Because my dad takes care of the maintenance of the, my Toyota RAV4, and he's constantly saying, how, how is it? The other thing that I think our listeners would kind of find funny is, is that my mom has said that when it's time for me to get a new car, she's like, mm-hmm. I would like your extapa. And so extapa extapa is going to be bequeathed to my my mother at some point. You know, not that she does a lot of driving, but yeah. It's a trusty car. It's a very trusty car. Yeah. And it'll be hard to part with one day. I think we're going to have to have an episode on that when that actually happens. I'm all for it. That's a great warm up. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Who blank, Jesse, blank, blank, blank. (laughs) I love that you're excited about this. Okay. So, oh my gosh. Who would play Jesse in a bio of his life? Oh, good question. Ah. Who would play me in a bio of my life? I don't know. I can't I can't think of any anybody just yet. No no one comes instantly to mind. Do you have anybody in mind? I do, and I really think the actor Rodney Toe, who is Filipino, fantastic. He played Typhoon in Parks and Recreation, who okay. ended up marrying the character of Billy Eichner. He is an academic. He mm. teaches mm-hmm. he, the way it measured. I think you guys sort of similarly look alike in stature. Oh, Follow him on Instagram. We'll put him in there. But take a look at him. Rodney I'm going to have to check that like, out. Like, That's yeah, really interesting. He's quite like a really measured, and he seems very wise. He's a good queen. To his family too, so I was like, "Oh, very similar." They just in stature, folks. Like if you look at them, I think he could raise himself up to the challenge <laughs> to play. It's such an academic, bright pop culture man. You quite like him. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to toe. check that out. Yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. That's fun to know. Go but ahead. Question number five. five. Okay, when blank blank jazz blank blank when blank blank jazz blank blank. Okay, let's see. When was the last time jazz went to the Philippines? It was practically 10 months ago, (laughs) 10 months ago, right? And then a pandemic hit. It is a little 
crazy thinking to kind of know that just 10 months ago I was somewhere tropical and recording and recording our podcast like from original places in the Philippines. Amazing, right? Amazing. I purposely put that in there because I just reflection. I'm like, yeah, we've been at this, and but I'm like, it was only ten months ago where you were out of the country calling me. Okay, we got some stuff from Hong Kong. This is where I am. The internet's pretty good, but I'm here. Let's go. Let's so, do it. Exactly. Do you foresee yourself going to the Philippines once pandemic is over with family again? Is there an intention? I know you and I talked about this offline. Yeah. We could tell our listeners. Yeah, that I think there was a plan, right? Typically, every two years, I think the hope is actually. Originally, it was going to be 2021, 22, but that might be postponed a little bit. These days, I'm just trying to go as often as I can. With your family. Work permitting, family permitting. Yeah. You know, and I just think to myself, you know, mom and dad are getting older, and the more that they want to go back, I want to go back with them. I don't think I'll ever regret those experiences and stuff like that. Sometimes there's a bit too many mosquitoes for my liking, but that's kind of what a bed net is for. So... That's awesome. And a little trivia to you listeners. Oddly enough, I was slated to go in 2021. And Jez and I mm. were talking about Siggy. Can you imagine if we could coordinate, go at the same time? I'm I like, would totally we try would to do, make that happen. Hollow Hollow podcast would be like in the Philippines with us drinking. Remember? We're like, oh my yes. God, Siggy. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Like I think to myself, this whole pandemic has showed me that if I needed to work remotely for a month and stuff like that, if I could figure it out in terms of time-wise difference, which I think I could, Oh my goodness gracious. Like who knows? Right? Agreed. Who knows? Agreed. I yeah. totally, yeah, I totally could if yeah. I'd done it for work. Question six. Six. Okay. Where blank <laughs> Jesse blank, 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 blank. Okay. So let's unhighlight that. Where did Jesse get schooled all over Southwestern Ontario? That is a good question. You hear it question. in the tagline. Yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, and I listeners. say this all, uh, all the time, but I think that <laughs> I'll say this originally three, now four institutions. And so. Listeners, you should know that I've gone to Trent University. I've gone to Western University, which is mm-hmm. my connection with SIGS. And I've been to the University of Toronto. And just recently, folks, for professional development, I have enrolled into another program at York University. So, <laughs> so I've been to four schools. So I'm truly schooled all over Southwestern Ontario is, like, is what I'd like to say. And I don't even, we could take off, like, where, like, where is Jesse schooling? I think we can make it a present verb because yes. it's happening right now. It is in past tense. But what I love about you and what you bring to our program and our, our project is just, it's all about learning. It's, it's it really continuous. Is, yeah. And I, I love that about you. So I, I love this question for you. Well, and, and, and then sharing yeah. it, you know, I think, yeah. you know, I think too, like I, you know, in as much as I love to learn, I also like to share what I've learned and say, Hey, did you know about this and stuff like that? But as I always remember my mom saying, you know, Anak, no one likes to know it all. So so just share when you can. So. <laughs> Nothing like two feet on the ground from a petite Filipino woman. We speak that. That's po- <laughs> right. That's right. So. I love you. I love you, Tita. I love you, Mom. Okay. <laughs> um, next question is: yeah. Does Jazzy blank? So I can't remember what, does what I say? put. Does Jazzy still ah. DJ? When I'm not reading books, sure, <laughs> right? But I have to. <laughs> but I will say I haven't. So listeners, yes. I took up DJing school after between Gree and my career and stuff like that. And I've DJed before. I DJed when I was in high school, but I really mm. kind of lost contact with it and then decided to, you know, take it up again. And so, yes, I have. And But lately, I've just been more playing my LPs. And so mm. that's something important to know is that during this pandemic, I actually started re 
buying a whole bunch of Madonna vinyl again and just kind of listening to Madonna on vinyl has been just really smooth and velvety and wonderful. So, All right, segue to question eight then. Segue to question eight. Which blank, 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 Jazzy, blank, blank, blank. Okay, so. You ready? Yes, let's see. Which Madonna album does Jesse rank in his top five? Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so let me just kind of compose my thoughts here. Right. Okay, so number five, all right, it's more of a compilation than anything else, is the Immaculate Collection. Right? Oh. Just because it's really just a good retrospective of her first decade and a half and stuff like that. Number four, I would have to say her most recent one, Madame X. I just think it was a really experimental and clever album. I think one of the best that she's done in this like last 10 years. Number three, I would have to say is music. And so music circa 2000, where it brings together the bourgeoisie and the rebel. Fantastic, 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 fantastic. And just kind of like introduction of Europop, but in a very kind of sensible American sort of North American sort of way. Number two, I have to say, is actually Confessions on a Dance Floor. A return to greatness on that dance floor, hung up. It just sieged from one song, a sample of an ABBA song, a sample of a Donna Summer song. Pure disco just revved up for the current times. But I think the one that really sticks in my heart is at number one. And although it's not on high rotation, it it is probably my number one favorite Madonna album is Like a Prayer. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that there is nothing like just hearing the gospel choir and hearing Like a Prayer and hearing Cherish, you know, that song Cherish. Oh, yeah, the mermaids. Yeah, the mermaids from Pepperdine University and, you know, San Diego on the beach, filmed by Herb yeah. Ritz, rest, is, rest in Soul. That Those are my top five Madonna albums. So That was so smooth and it was so connected. Kuya, you are totally warmed up. Mm, I'm totally warmed up. Thank you so much for this fantastic warm-up, Sigs. I can't wait this to... This is one of my favorites. I love it. I love favorites. it. I can't wait to do it again, but this time with you on the other side of things. Absolutely. So, so listeners, there you go. You got a bit of an inside peek on Jesse's autocomplete warm-up. If I missed a question, hey, what question would you ask, Jesse? Let me know. Let us both know. Email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. Rate us, leave a review, subscribe, download. We're on all podcast platforms. You can find us on social media, Twitter, our handles at Hollow Hollow Pop, and on Instagram at Hollow Hollow Pop Culture. And finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chel Turingen. We'll see all of you guys again soon. See you soon.